Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is January 8th, 2023. Time is uh, 6.06 p.m. And joining me as always is Big Daddy Prep. What's up, Al? How you doing, man? You almost made the mistake that I try to make. Usually in the first first couple of days of the year, I, I remember that we changed a year. But like a week after, two weeks after, I forget. I'll, I'll be saying 22 here for you know better part of January. So, yeah, you almost did it. See, I caught you that time. I, uh... <laughs> I'm trying really hard. I'm trying really hard not to. I'm trying really hard to keep it together. Hopefully, we will. And uh, for those of you that are just joining us, guys, the email, it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. If you're new here, make sure to drop a follow, leave a like, leave a comment, leave a review, share it with your friends and family. Uh, We do appreciate it, guys, and it helps grow the show. So, Al... 2023 uh last year we did a prediction of a few things on what could be coming in 2022 and it ended up being a two or three part episode there was a lot of information in there and i i know there's a lot of stuff to predict in this uh 2023 coming as well and the one thing i will say is we're probably not going to be on youtube much longer in 2023 because they banned one of our episodes on there because they didn't like the stuff we were talking about so i look for that to be a trend Really? I didn't even know that. See, you hadn't even shared that with me yet. That, that's not a surpriser, though. I mean, they ban a lot of shows, so that's not shocking. But 2023, I think we could basically take everything we said about 22 and ditto it and then some. You know what I mean? it's 2022 was pretty bad. I'm not looking real optimistic for 23 myself, but maybe you will. We'll see as this episode goes through. Well, you know, first off, the one thing that I remember that we did talk about and that we were pretty on the nose with was the rising cost of goods and services and and foods. We saw all that skyrocket, and it's pulling its way right into 2023. And we talked also about potential foreclosures and the market coming down, and foreclosure rates were on the rise at the end of 2022 as long as as, – I'm sorry, also with repossessions – we're also on the rise, so we're gonna. This is gonna trend right into twenty twenty three. Yes, I, yes, you're absolutely right, Jester. And actually, what we've looked at is over the last twelve months, we've seen a a a, a marked increase almost every month in the the uh, Fed rate. It, it's going up. People are losing their homes more. The housing market is flooded with foreclosures. Uh, the housing prices uh, have have fluctuated. They've gone up. They've gone down. But the amount of, of foreclosed properties that these banks and lending institutions are hold on to is is massive. But 
that was the first step. Now the next step, and I think this is going to happen in 23, we're going to see a lot more automobiles, snowmobiles, four-wheelers, boats, people's pleasure things are going to be part of this too because now people are starting to lose their toys. The repossession and, and towing industry and stuff like that is, is, is growing exponentially every 24 hours, Jester, because people are losing things because they can't pay for them. I mean, if it's between food and your four-wheeler, what do you do? I mean, it's. I think that's going to happen this year. I think you're going to see a lot more stuff dumped on the market that was foreclosed. That you, if you have cash, you're going to be able to go out and buy these things very cheaply. Oh yeah, my my wife and I have been like watching this market pretty good, Al, because we're looking to build a house and we've been kind of struggling with the cost of building materials, what contractors are asking for, all those things. So we've been like watching this market like a couple of turkey buzzards just waiting to see holes in it to where we could take advantage um the prices we got quote this this last past year to build the house we want to build has been absolutely astronomical al one of the best prices we got was three hundred nineteen thousand, and that was just to frame out the house that was not electrical right. plumbing you know uh flooring drywall insulation nothing this was just the framing in exterior right Right. And, and, you know, Jester, to be honest with you, you might not get to pick the area. I mean, the exact position that you want the house or exactly what you want. But there's going to be a lot of properties out there that are going to be able to be sucked up very cheaply. I mean, I know people now that are that were looking to build houses. They're going, I can buy two houses. I can buy a house and then I can lease it out to someone who's lost their house. And I can not only pay for that, I can pay for mine cheaper than I can go build a new one. So yes, this is definitely going to be someone with cash or or really great um a really great lending background to be able to get the money or, or have the money stuck back. It's gonna be great for them. But that leaves the other side of the market, which is folks that don't have that are going to pay astronomical um interest rates. You know, they're they're gonna be over a barrel. Um and this can't continue forever. This this market, the way it is right now, has eventually got to break because the banks and financial institutions are going to get so many properties and so many things that they've got they've got to get rid of them. They can't hold on to these assets. They've got to get something for them to put back on the sheets. You know. You know, Al, I gotta I gotta say this though, because like one place I gotta respectfully disagree with you on the property side of things. Something I was thinking about mm -hmm. with the property, I don't think properties are going to come down in this crash. Um. And I think the reason why is, I remember back in like 08, 2012, in that era, banks just pretty much said, hey, we're not giving out loans for dirt anymore. Right. Like if it's a blank slate of property, we're not we're not doing that. I don't yeah. think many people have properties out there financed to lose now. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be kind of one of those situations where I think they're just sitting on them because banks aren't going to be repossessing them. I don't know. You know, I'm sure some people were able to borrow against property. Or some people do have properties financed. But for the most part, I think that's going to be people saving grace. Like, no, I have property. I'm sitting on this. And if you do want it, it's going to be astronomical. Like, I think that's right. what they might do. Uh, land sales uh, have been decreasing in my area. Um, not as many people are buying land lately that I've seen. And then I'm also seeing prices are, they were hiked up there for a while. But now they're starting to drop back down. I've noticed um, 
since November, a lot of houses on the market. This house is reduced by $40,000. This house is reduced by $60,000 since like November. So they're, they're clearly not selling and they're trying to, you know, sweeten some deals to get houses moving again, you know, but it's not going right. to work this time. Well, and, and you and I, either, either way, either one of us that's right, we know that it's not the little guy on bottom that usually makes off with the, with the, with the bag of cash. It's, it's the big companies. It's the big multinational conglomerates with billions of dollars in assets that make money in these economy situations. So the little guy is not going to make out. You may do well on something. But it's not going to be everybody, and and that's what I hate. I hate to see the little guy lose. I I pull for the little guy. I, I don't want people to lose their properties. I don't want people to lose the things that they've worked so hard for. But that kind of leads into another aspect, which is everything costs so much more. We we said in twenty one coming to twenty two, the prices were going to increase on everything. Guess what? They did, and they've not stopped. Just just one item. Let me let me just mention this one item: eggs, because this is the thing that drives me nuts. Eggs have gone crazy. I mean, it's to the point to where I don't even eat that many eggs anymore unless I raise them myself because it's the, the price is outrageous. I mean, justice prices are not, I don't think prices are coming down anytime soon. And I, I honestly believe that fuel costs are probably going to increase here in 23. We've kind of had a little lull in there where prices were lower. You know, we were in a, in the area where we were in election period and, and in the holidays. But I think coming in the, into the summer, we're going to see a lot higher prices on a lot of things. Oh, I agree. And, you know, to, to that note of the, the price of eggs, Al, I got to tell you something. I've noticed a, a different quality in the eggs we're getting in the stores as well. Yep. Not, I do too. not only are we paying more, but they're doing something to these eggs. And I don't know what it is, but I uh, got a few dozen eggs and some of these were regular, uh, like your regular grade A white eggs that you'd buy in bulk. You know, uh, the other mm-hmm. ones were organic brown eggs, you know, like cage free brown eggs. And I got to tell you, Al, both of them, what I noticed was an extremely thick, harder membrane within the eggs they were yep. extremely hard to peel once they were hard boiled and just just way tougher than what they normally were so my whole thought is they have to be giving these chickens more to keep up with production um you know because of the shortages that we had you know with the prices going up i think they're pumping these chickens full of calcium and proteins even if they're organic in order to keep the egg production up Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Well, Jester, it's one of those situations where we figured out in 21 going into 22 that we were going to see higher prices, less availability. And people laughed at us. They thought we were crazy. Thought we were saying chicken little like the sky was falling down. Well, it's come true. Unfortunately, it's not got to the end of that. I think 23 only gets worse because we're feel, we're going to feel the effects in 23 of 21 and 22s amount of production now i'm going to speak generally about the arkansas area that i live in i saw more fields this year growing cotton than i've ever seen in my life where 
fields that were growing food in the past, corn, soy, um, you name it, peanuts, all kinds of things had transitioned to cotton this year. I know a cotton gin that expanded its ability to be able to gin cotton by double this year, and they have so much they went over an extra month in their ginning, which tells me that there was a lot more. I mean, you only got so much farmland, okay? They've never seen this much cotton before. That means there had to be a reduction in food that was produced out of those fields. So we're going to feel that. Now, ask me why that is. I don't know. Uh think there was a reason why these farmers didn't grow food in these fields this year but that's going to be felt down the road in everything from flour to wheat to 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 uh rice to you know i mean we grow a lot of things there in arkansas so when more cotton was being grown than food was being grown in the fields that tells me something right there yeah and i mean it kind of makes me wonder was was cotton a big export of arkansas as it is or is this something new it was it was a it was a big export anyway. We're you know it fluctuates back and forth. Cotton was always a, a decent export here, and there was a lot of cotton fields. But I saw more this year than I've ever seen before in the 25 years that I've been here, and that means that there wasn't food being grown there. So why was that? Were there subsidies for that? Did they not want people to grow as much food this year? And they, you know, the price for cotton was higher because let's face it, if you're a farmer. And they're paying X amount of dollars for this, and you can make more money growing this. What are you going to do? You're going to make your field grow what makes you more money. Yeah. So makes sense. I, I don't know. I don't know the economics of it. I've, I've asked some questions, but I've got a lot of tight lips, but I've never seen this much cotton being grown. So, yeah, we're going to feel that down the road in 23 because all the products that we go get, when we go get crackers out of the machine or we go get a loaf of bread, if there's not as many items to make those items, we're going to feel it in the money. I mean, I see it every time I go to the grocery store. Certain items are going crazy. We mentioned eggs. Bread's another one. Bread's, you know, going crazy. Seems like here in Arkansas, it's it's higher than going to be. And milk, even milk has gone up exponentially. I saw a breakdown the other day. I don't remember how many percentage it was. It was like 17% over last year. So, But that's still 17%. That's 17 cents for every dollar that you spent on milk more than you did last year. Right. So, you know, on that note of, of the rising cost of food, uh, we, you know, we predicted this in 2022 came true. It's going to get worse in 2023, and it is steadily on the rise. Uh, I've been predicting this crash to happen right around uh, right around tax time is, is where yeah. I feel it's, it's really going to hit. And the reason I feel that way is because the government typically has to give returns and divvy out money, this, that, the other. A lot of people count on their tax returns is like a would-be savings account to like I don't know get caught up with the mortgage or pay off a credit card or buy that part for their car they've been waiting for to go you know to get it running to go back to work or maybe to make right. the uh your student loan your child's student loans payment payments and I don't think you know people are going to see that this year uh the other thing you know kind of with this of the crash is What's what do you think is going to be coming along in in November of this year, Al? In November, well, I don't know what's in November, Jester. Well, I what, mean, what? we only got we only got one year left of this administration now. Oh yes, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go into we're gonna go into a, an election period. I mean, we're already in election period. It seems like we no more get out of one election than we're back in another. They're already talking about the twenty twenty four elections. So yeah, it's it's going to be big. That leads me to another thing. 
companies that are not buying new things. They're repairing the things that they have. We're trying to make them go through a little bit longer because they don't want to spend money. They don't want to put large amounts of money out. So that, that has a definite effect on the economy too. But when we talk about an election cycle, I see things happening a little different in 23 than they were in 22 because people in the past looked at elections and they said, well, you know, it's elections are all in the up and up. But the fringe element said, eh, I think we got problems with elections and I think there's interference with social media. I think this year people are going to get fed up way quicker with things because they know a lot of things have been lies to them in the past. So I feel like people are going to be way more restless in 23 than they were in 22. We're seeing it right now just with Bolsonaro right now as we're speaking on this podcast down south in Brazil. You know, it's it's interesting that you that we got on this topic of, you know, the election and, and the social media and everything else. People are still not done talking about election fraud, Al. Um, no. It's, it's still a conversation. And what I find, and it's almost like it's by design, we're coming into a new election cycle still not done with the conversation of election fraud from the last election, right? You're right. You're right. People I mean, still believe. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I look. I mean, guys, th- this is where I'm at. I've seen a lot of the doc. I've seen the documentaries. I've seen everything that's going on out there. I am inclined to believe the election was fraudulent. I'm very inclined to believe that. I've seen my ballot be mis uh, mislabeled as absentee ballot whenever I was in person. Um, so I've seen things that do not add up in this process, right? And I've also watched the party that said, no, there was no fraud at all a few years back come out and say, yeah, these Dominion machines are very easy to manipulate. Yep. We don't want them unless it's in their favor. So, you know, and, and again, this is all theater. It's, it's all a show, guys. It, it really doesn't matter. Um, and, and if there is more fraud again, what can you do about it? Are you going to go, are you going to go protest and end up sitting in jail like the guys from January 6th? Like, what are you actually going to do? That's the that's the whole conundrum of this whole problem with elections gesture is people f- always felt in the past that elections were, were pretty much on the up and up. And then there might be a little cheating here, there and yonder and that all the truth was out there. And then over the last few years, people said, I have a problem with that. I don't think everything's on the up and up and social media and people told folks, they said, no, no, everything's on the up and up. Everything's good. And then we find out social media was lying to us and then things were being covered up. And and then whenever you say something about this it's shut up we're getting on to the next election well hold on a minute how can we get on to the next election till we resolve the last election now i'm one of these people i I think you can believe what you want to believe if you want to believe that it was false that's great if you want to believe that the election was perfectly fine that's great but there needs to be a resolution and people are not they're not confident in their government anymore. They're not confident in the in the voting system. They're not confident in that we have the proper leader that was actually installed. How can you go on to the next election till that one's resolved? People don't have faith in their country anymore. I mean, we've even seen this the last week just with the House of Representatives trying to elect a, a, a leader for the Republican Party, we've seen all kinds of turmoil over that. I mean, what were they? What did they go? Fifteen votes the other day before they finally came up to a leader, and there was a lot of arguing about that. That tells me that there's a lot of people agitated and upset right now, not only in Washington but out here in in America. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and if and if we're gonna talk about 
<laughs> this country. Al, I mean, we're in a country where you have to have an ID to get a job right. and be a functioning member of society and pay taxes. However, you don't need one to vote. Right. Um, yeah, which up and up. You're right, Al. Up and up on these elections. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and people people start to voice their opinions, Jester. People start to get upset. I mean, I, I heard someone say the other day, I'm not in as good a financial shape as people that are coming here illegally across the border. What I need to do is go down and, and come across the border, and I would be better off. That would get more things given to me. That that shows me that in 23, we're going into 23 with people not being confident in the way things are being run, not being confident that elections are good, not being confident that other people coming here illegally aren't having a better life than them, people that have been here their whole lives. So there's a lot of upheaval there. So that's, that's kind of my supporting facts for 2023 could be a year of upheaval. I mean, people could really get nasty when, when they're not confident and they're not happy. Well, I, I do think, and, and here's where I'm at, you know, if, if and, and this is the prediction side of this for me, is if we see more crazy stuff surrounding the elections, uh, you're going to have people way more fired up. And this time, I think people are going to be like, you know what, we took this line down last time. We're not doing that a second time around. We've learned our mistake. Right. And right. who knows what kind of chaos that's going to bring. The funny thing is so many examples have been shown to people over the last two or three years. You know, you had people burning down cities and tearing up things because someone was killed by a police officer and nothing was done. And on the other side, people went to the Capitol on January 6th to protest an election and not nearly as bad of things happened there, but those people are still locked up. That's still, I mean, it's, it, they make it sound as if it was the worst crime ever committed against America, but yet we see much worse things that nobody did anything about. So, yeah, people are people are going to be unrestful, I think, in 23. That's just my prediction. I hope not. I hope my prediction's wrong. I hope everything's perfect and fine, but I don't think it's going to be. No, I, I don't think it's going to be either. And I mean, you know, we, we preach a lot of doom and gloom and stuff on the show, guys, but it, it's not to, you know, scream over here from the mountaintop, hey, look at us. It's to, hey, this is what's coming and you should really get your ass prepared for it. You know, right. and, and guys, I'm going to keep preaching this all 2023, guys. Stock up on your canned goods. Stock up on your non-perishable foods. Do it because with the price hikes we're going to see this year, they're they're going to get worse. Uh, right. There's There's no question about it. Things are not going to go down in price. Um, if anybody's ever been around for long enough, and I'm sure Al knows this, guys, this is what they do. They hike up prices, they keep them high for so long, and then they slowly let them trickle down a little bit so you think you got a deal. They never right. actually truly came back down, right? That's, Absolutely. That's, that's never been a thing. Back in the day, a cup of coffee would be five, ten cents a cup. Now you're lucky to get a cup of coffee for under a dollar, Right. Very lucky if you do. <laughs> right. And you're not you're not talking a hundred years of inflation here. You're talking like fifty years of inflation. Right. So I mean th this this is what I'm talking about. So that dollar cup of coffee today, you might find if you're lucky, ten years down the road now, the norm is gonna be a dollar ninety nine for a cup of coffee. And we're talking regular coffee, not Starbucks coffee or fancy coffee. We're talking regular cup of coffee. 
You know, Jester, this this leads me to something else too, and that's supply of things. You know, we 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 talk about the inflated prices. Well, there's a there's a subsequent amount of items now that you just can't get anymore, because we know that world trade during the quote unquote COVID lockdowns took a lot of that supply out of the chain. I'll go try to get something, and they don't have it. We've have we don't have that. We we can't get this. We can, you know, I can get A and B, but I can't get C to go with it. And and those supply issues, I don't think they're going to get any better. I'd be I'd be honest with you, I don't think so. There's a lot of materials that are needed to make things that just aren't out there right now. I mean, this the, the world pretty much came to a stop for two years, so there's going to be effects from it. And so it's it's not over with yet, not on the supply side. Right. No. And I, I 100% agree with you. And I, you know, I think that we, well, okay, let's look at it this way. Right now, the used car market's astronomical because of the chip shortage, right? Right. And, you know, we, we knew vehicle prices were going to take kind of a, a skyrocketing turn. I'm looking for them to take a dive again, and they're not. And instead of these auto manufacturers, you know, kind of being like, oh, you know, we're going to give discounts for this since we can't get a lot of these sold or this, that, the other. It, it basically came down to we're like, no, we, we don't have enough vehicles, so we're keeping prices high. And they're not yep. they're not coming back down. And we saw this big push for electric vehicles in order to conserve uh, energy costs, which is a scam because they don't, right? They don't save anything, no. No, and I got <laughs> and I got news for everybody out there. Um and, and you'd have to you're you cannot find this information online. You really, really have to dig for it. Um, and I want everybody to think about this the next time you go buy a new vehicle, all right? Whenever you go out and you buy a new truck, new car, new whatever, you pay over 50% of production cost for that vehicle, right? So basic example of this, so if you go out and you buy a vehicle for $50,000, it costs that auto, auto manufacturer less than 50% of that to produce, all right. I believe that. I they, believe that. Right. And and this is kept buried deep down. Like the Google algorithms won't let you find it. Nothing. They keep this shit under lock and key because they don't want the they don't want the general public to know that they're having to go out and finance these vehicles and put themselves in debt and have this be such a big decision whenever the auto manufacturers are making over a hundred percent profit on these vehicles. And then not only that, but they want you to come buy a new one every couple of years right to yep. keep to keep their industry moving as they're severely taking people to the cleaners very true um so very true. and i think some people are getting wise to this because like i i a used vehicle right now they're asking probably 6 7000 of retail just cuz they're in short supply from what i've seen in my area right it's it's very rare that you'll find something at retail here right new vehicles have skyrocketed okay i looked at a vehicle the other day <coughs> excuse me out <clears throat> very similar to the model i have now just brand new 55 grand when i bought mine it was under 40 and that was less than 10 years ago yep so i mean like this is like what i'm saying when i say that th this is just going up extreme 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 and the point i'm making is Whenever these auto manufacturers and these different companies back off a couple thousand dollars and say, okay, prices are going back down, they never truly did because they hiked them up so high and they made it become the norm to where when they do drop a couple thousand dollars, it's like, oh, man, sweet, I'm getting a deal. Vehicle prices are back down. I'm like, no, 
They yep, never they, right. they went up because they made them go up because they wanted more of a profit. And, and what's that, really going to make people mad, Jester, is they don't understand these companies all work together. These companies are in, not in competition. They're in cooperation with each other. You know, you don't see one company dropping their price 30 percent. Well, you know, like you do in other markets, they're all in co- they're all in cooperation together. They don't want you to know this. Do you know how like do you know how easy it would be if if and Al, you're 100 percent right. And if you weren't right, this is how easy this would be. OK, you take Ford in uh, Dodge and you pin them against each other. You think that Ford's made in America, Dodge made in Mexico. Right. Right. It costs Dodge a lot less to produce these vehicles than what Ford does. Okay, so yep. imagine if Dodge was like, well, you know, Ford and I, we each have a 50% cost over labor in, in production on these trucks. You know, we could take a 25% hit and we could be selling our trucks for like $15,000 less than Ford is and we could just corner the market. Right. And they could do that, but they won't because, again, they're in agreements. They're, right. they're, they're working with each other, basically. Right. You got Absolutely. you got to keep that mundane across the board in order to keep these prices fair so trucks sell, right? Because who's going to go out and pay I don't know 20, 30,000 dollars more for the same truck with a different manufacturer just for the name. You're right. You know, not You're too many people right. are going to do that. They're going to be like, "You know, I think that I'm going to go with the cheaper option here because this is a big purchase, et cetera, et cetera. A truck's a truck. I'm going to need a new one in 5 years anyway." And that's that's the key here. So, and with all this, Al, uh, a lot of these vehicles are going to be getting repossessed this year. Yep, I got one gesture. I got a I got a, a thing that I think is going to be huge this year, and people were not thinking about. It. They're starting to now. You're starting to hear bubbles up about it, and that's you know America. What are we built on? We're built American pride, apple pie, baseball, and take a pill for everything. And guess what? They're not there, gesture. Not just pharmaceutical medications that you get a prescription for, but over-the-counter medications are beginning to dry up because we derive 90% of our medications or the components to make our medications from where? China. Listen, the Chinese are keeping the things that they have for themselves, and they are strategically cutting us off from the things that we need. Medications. We're seeing it right now just in child's children's Tylenol and ibuprofen and things like that. When it gets to be other medications that are really, really, really important, what are we going to have then? You're going to have people in a bidding war over a bottle of child, child's, uh, children's Tylenol. I've already seen gouging in those. I, I think 23 is going to be the year of, oh, I can't get what I need medication-wise. And you and I both know there's a lot of people out there, the medications they're on, they've been on for a long time. They need because it can affect their health or their mental state or whatever. And when they can't get it because it's not the pharmacy, well, what are they going to do? Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. You know, since you brought up China, I have to throw this into this episode. So one prediction for 2023 is that there's going to be some shit going down with China. Yep. The reason I say that is if you guys haven't caught the news, if you haven't seen it lately, 
there is uh, a lot of rumblings coming out about a new strain of COVID coming out of China. Yep. The other countries around the world are wanting to put travel restrictions on China. And China is basically saying, forget you guys. We're going to do whatever we want. We don't care. So what happens when you box someone in? They get pissed off and they start lashing out. Um, When you do it to a country, they start lashing out with missiles and nukes and and different things. Uh, Do I think that we would... I mean, here's here's the reality. China should have been held accountable for the COVID outbreak anyway. The reason they weren't was because certain players within our government were involved in this. Um, Period. And that's why. You would think that one country infecting the rest of the world would be held accountable for their actions. Isn't it funny how they weren't? Yes, you're you're absolutely right. To go along with that, I'm going to make a couple predictions for 2023 and going in before 24. And then in 24, we'll see how, how right I was, okay, or how wrong I was. But I'm going to make two predictions. And they're bold, but unfortunately, it's the way I believe. I believe personally myself that the Ukrainian situation will be resolved in 2024 that the country of Ukraine won't exist anymore. I believe that. I believe there'll be negotiations and it will be over with and Ukraine will be over with. That's me. I believe there'll be a negotiated peace, truce, whatever. But the other prediction I have is I believe China will take Taiwan in 2023. I believe they're ready to do it and they can do it at a moment's notice. I've told my wife, if I wake up in the middle of the night and tap you on the shoulder and say, China just took Taiwan, don't be surprised. I think they're perched to do it right now, and I think they could do it at any moment they wanted to. No, I absolutely do think they will, too. The, but one of the big things, is though, is we've been protecting Taiwan. Yep. We've, we've been for trying, a long time. Yeah, we've been trying to keep that at bay, and Taiwan's big uh, for the auto manufacturers here, which is, you know, the whole chip deal. That's, yep. where, that's where all the chips come from. So, I mean, I don't. All right, so this is something interesting to think about. With all the money we're pumping into Ukraine, at what point do we say, hey, enough's enough, especially when, when we're indebted to a lot of these other countries? Right. I mean, we're, we're, we're so we're far indebted, it's unreal. Jester, we're sending – now, this is something the American people need to think about. You can go do your research on it because I know I'm right because I've already done my research on it. We're giving and financing a war in Ukraine with weapons that we own. While we're not giving weapons to Taiwan that we have contracted to sell them that they have paid for, we're not giving them what they've paid for to protect themselves, but we're giving Ukraine, I mean, everything we've got for nothing. That's a big point right there. It it absolutely is. And I don't think that, I mean, so I don't think that this war situation is going to calm down. I think it's it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. They're going to utilize this around election election time is what I think is going to happen. You know, don't worry about the potential of thra- fraud. You need to be in fear right now of COVID and the war. Um, right. Why not vote from home now if you're so terrified? You don't have to leave your house. And you could vote from home as many times as you want. One vote a day. Yeah. Like, they're... They're gonna they're gonna pull some shit. It's uh it's the one thing I noticed about this stuff, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna see this a lot this year. I think is is a bigger push into technology. Um, you're gonna be able to find yourself controlling more things from your phone than what you did in the last previous years. And I'm not just talking about smart you know smart home 
type stuff within your home. I'm talking about power that you didn't have before, right? Like attending the DMV virtually for a new driver's license. Right. I'm talking about showing up at the social services office to, you know, file new paperwork virtually. I think this is going to kind of be what what the big push for 2023 is going to be is hey, all that in-person shit, you don't have to do that anymore. Right. I think you don't that's have to burn gas coming. that you can't afford to come down here. We'll just do it virtually. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, to an extent, it does make sense, but you're also taking personability out of this entirely because what happens when, you know, every social services area shuts down like your in-person ones, and then you've got you've got some family that lives up in the hills where, you know, maybe grandma or aunt somebody's on disability and they have to come in every once in a while to, to update their paperwork. They can't do it virtually because there's no internet up in the sticks. Right. You know, and, and I know a lot of people are like, wait, where's there no internet? That You know, there's no cell signal. I know this is hard for people to wrap their minds around. Guys, I don't get cell signal in my house. I don't. I do not get cell signal there. Um, I get it sometimes outside when I'm lucky, but I do not get it inside. And I had to work to get good internet ran to my house. I had to physically run my own internet lines. So there's a lot of people out there that still not have the connectivity, but they don't want to talk about that. Right. I don't have it. I don't have it very good here myself. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and we know this for a fact. Both, both of us do. Right. If you guys have ever listened to you know these past episodes of the show, you've, you've heard Al go in and out a little bit here and there. Um, you know, definitely we don't have the best internet across, across the, the board here. Um, and, and I guess we underestimate how bad that is. But with that being said, I look for Starlink to drastically take over this year as well. Yeah. If the Russians don't knock them out of the sky, you know, just let me tell you, China and Russia both have identified Starlink as being a system they have to take out. They have to take out. They both discussed this. I've seen several news reports that the Chinese believe Starlink is absolutely a system that they must take out. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I saw an article about that last year, and I was expecting yeah. something for that to get sparked up. But I got to tell you what, if China, if China feels that Starlink is a threat, then we should absolutely think that TikTok is a threat to the U.S., I agree. I agree. And we and that's how we met. And that's how we met a lot of our friends off TikTok, but it is. But we're in we're the world nowadays is so intertwined with each other that we found out during COVID exactly how intertwined the world was. But I wanna I wanna this is a little off of off of our normal talk, but I, I wanna I wanna express this to you and to the people out there listening because I know we got a lot of people listening to us. I recently suffered a scam because scams are going to become huge in 2023 because of the fact that electronics and you don't have to be here to do this and you can order this and do this. Folks, be very diligent to make sure that you're doing everything you can to to keep scams away from you. I got scammed by a big box store and a third-party seller, not for a huge amount of money, but I never thought that would happen. Read the paperwork. Be very careful because scams, what happens when the economy starts going crazy, scam artists and thieves and people like that, they derive ways to make money because people, you know, if the deal looks too good, even if it's from a so-called reputable dealer, be very cautious. It, it was like a $30 thing. It was no big thing to me. But the point was, is it was a big thing because I got scammed by a big box store through a third party 
seller. So just be very careful in 2023 because you don't want you don't want your hard earned money getting taken. Things already cost enough. No, Al, I 100% agree with you. Uh, and guys, we are coming up on that time. So if you're listening to the show and you're new here, once again, guys, share this out. Share us on your social media. Find us online everywhere. Just Google It's Doomsday Podcast. You'll find us everywhere. And this was not necessarily a prepping episode as much as it was kind of what we did last year. You know, it's we're a new year. This is what could potentially be coming. And right. maybe we should think about getting prepared for these things. In the next coming weeks here, Al, um, I'm sure we'll start seeing news articles that are related to the things we're talking about. Absolutely. And then at that point, we could be like, okay, well, what we said is confirmed that it's happening. So let's go ahead and get you guys prepared for it. We'll sit you down and we'll work on that. So we'll go back, just have the listener go back and listen to our, our last year's episode about 2022. And, and you'll find out that a lot of things we said, they were pretty much on target. We weren't that far off a target. And I, I hate to say it, but I think we're going to be right about 2023 too. So I hate that, but. I like to be wrong a lot of times, Jester, because being wrong is better for all of us. But unfortunately, I just tell it the way it is. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely, man. I, I 100% get it. Well, uh, on that note, Al, I'm out of here. Uh, you got anything else you want to add for the listeners before we go? Just please download, follow, share, tell folks about us, give us support. We appreciate it. We need we need more downloads. We 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 want to see this show grow. Um, that's all I can ask of you to do as the listener. Give us listens. Give us follows. Give us you know, share us with a friend. Maybe they'll listen to every show we've ever made. Maybe that'll be a lot more downloads for us. So we appreciate anything that the listener does. Emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.